0: What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew, episode two. Today we're talking with Nikki Hiltz, who was my former teammate at University of Oregon for a brief time, and then she transferred to Arkansas, and now she is a professional runner for Adidas for the Golden Coast Track Club out in San Diego, San Diego reppin', we love it. So let's get straight into the episode. wow I'm already off to a really good start <laughs> so I'm here with Nikki Hiltz we we were teammates at the University of Oregon uh go ducks um she is now a professional runner for Adidas but Nikki do you want to introduce whoa well, I I just stuttered. Nikki <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> why am I I'm like nervous why am I nervous I don't You're know nervous. um yeah, i to Nikki- introduce myself yeah, it just inter- just introduce yourself, dude.
1: Okay. Hello. Uh, my name is Nikki Hiltz. Um, yeah, I guess I run for Adidas. I live in San Diego, which is where Emma's from. Um, and yeah, I run professionally and just kind of am figuring out my life, I guess. <laughs> As time went- goes on. <laughs> yeah, I went to Oregon. Uh, my first two years of college ran for them, and then transferred to. The University of Arkansas where I finished and graduated from. And then I turned pro in twenty eighteen. So I guess I've been a professional runner for two years now.
0: It's pretty legit. It's a yeah. pretty iconic path right there. <laughs> um yeah. so I kinda of wanted to start off the podcast with just kind of like talking about how we met. I can't really remember the first time that we met. Do you oh. remember when it was? It had to be in high school sometime, high school. obviously. But, like, I don't remember exactly. Maybe it was at Brooks PR or something. I was going to say the Brooks PR, yeah. Um, I would guess it was at Brooks PR. I mean, I, like, knew who you were because you were just an icon. Um, (laughs) In the state of California, you annihilated everyone. But –
1: I think it was Brooks because – but then I also remember that was when Vine was a thing. Do you remember Vine? <laughs> We met on Vine. I don't even but I think I started, I think I might have started started like following you on Vine before Brooks PR. And I was like, are okay. you serious?
0: Yes.
1: you were like Vine famous. And I was like, this girl's hilarious. Like
0: Vine famous? I maybe had like 200 followers. I don't even remember.
1: Okay, after the time
0: that was kind of a big deal back then though like people don't understand unless you're back in 2012 or whatever that was right
1: and I like how (laughs) like you knew me because of running and I knew you because of
0: mine (laughs) it kind of shows like what our relationship is like now and what everyone (laughs) thinks so I mean I guess that kind of makes sense and then yeah we definitely like met at Brooks PR for real yeah. Which was a fun, fun time. I loved those meets back in the day.
1: Right. And then from there I think we just like saw each other meet like Arcadia and then the state meet and stuff like that. And we were like, yeah, yeah we're hungry. When
0: you were like winning. Um anyways. <laughs> so I also wanted to talk about Arcadia. I mean, we kind of have a history there, I would say. Yeah. Oh. So Um yeah. the I think it was I think it was the year before but we won the four by 1600 like winning arcadia is a big deal i guess on the west coast i mean people on the east coast kind of have no idea what it is but like in california and on the west coast winning arcadia like being a champion at arcadia is a big deal um now am not trying try to flex Yeah. No, but, okay okay yeah. <laughs> okay don't act like i'm crazy all right no no, no. Um, you're, you're right
1: especially like as california kids you know it, yeah. it's definitely a, a big deal
0: yeah the year before um, we won the four by sixteen hundred. We wanted to dip under twenty, which is like five minutes per mile, but we didn't do it. But anyways, we won. And the next year, um, we had it was three Abrahamson sisters and our other teammate Kelly on a relay. and we're like, okay, we we can win back to back. like we can win this year. Um, and I mean, we knew you guys were good because you guys had a really good team. Yeah. But we had confidence in ourselves, you know? We were the reigning champs. We wanted to reigning win. And... champs, yep, the whole thing. <laughs> and I think the order went me, Ellie, Sarah, and then Kelly. And then I don't know what your guys' order went, but I know you were last.
1: Yeah, I angered. Um, we had a legit – we had a legit squad. And I honestly was like, okay, wh- like I didn't believe that we were going to win because <laughs> – it was just like you got the it was literally like the abrahamson's versus like aptos high school and we i don't know i just remember getting the baton and you guys had this huge lead like uh,
0: i know and we're like okay i think we got it i think we got it
1: yeah so the so this was 2013 yeah the 4 by 16 and i i just got the baton and i was i was just like okay just take it lap by lap and i i don't know i just like eventually the gap just kept
0: closing and closing i know
1: oh god that, <laughs> that was
0: And that was a very defeating moment.
1: Your team was like really stressed. And then my team was just like, you're like getting more and more excited. And then like about every lap. And then I think I caught Kelly like pretty like, like only 200 to go or something. And then I just kicked it in. And yeah, yeah, that was a
0: defeating moment for us. But the year before, actually, you like Sarah Baxter was in the same position as you the year before, because Sarah was hunting down Kelly the year before, but didn't quite get her. Dang. So, wow. you you took you took over Kelly. So, you oh. you guys won fair and square. But I will always remember that day. <laughs> and that's like the first start. Of, oh, I re- actually I remember talking to you. This is so random. I don't we even know if you remember this. Smack before? Yeah, you. Yeah, yes. we were talking smack to each other. <laughs> You're like, what? I remember you distinctly. You were like, we're gonna ab av- toss you in the trash. <laughs>
1: I did not say
0: that. Yeah, you did. I remember just. I would not make that up. Yeah, but so It was. I mean, it was all fun and games. Like obviously yeah, we're serious, but then you did. Up. So
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've talked smack since.
0: Yeah, yeah, Like, who did we think we were talking smack to each other? And the four by sixteen hundred. I think. Who cares about that race? No thirteen champs. I will never live that day down. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so (laughs) moving on from high school. We settled our beef. (laughs) Yeah, we settled our beef, and then we became teammates at Oregon, um, which was a good old time. I would say that we clicked pretty much instantly. Um, Mm. We had a lot of fun with each other. What would you say, like, I mean, you were there a year before I was, but what would you say your favorite memory at Oregon was?
1: Oh, my gosh. There's so many. (laughs) (laughs) Like, favorite memory with you or just, like, in Just on the team. Oh, on the team. I think I just had really good roommates. Like, oh God, I'm trying to think. <laughs> we we all, oh, this was fun. Okay, we all lived, my second year there, we all lived in this apartment complex called Emerald, the Emerald <laughs> Apartments, um, which is basically, it's located, like, right across the street from the track, and it's basically picture, like, the... Crappiest apartment, like (laughs) two people per apartment. There's two bedrooms, and we all just lived there. There was like four, so there was four apartments. So eight teammates that just lived in this apartment complex together, and it was just like so fun to just like bounce around between people's apartments. And I remember one night we like did this like we played this game where it was like we went apartment hopping and like. Uh, we started at, like, Sarah Baxter and Ashley Mayton's apartment. We played a game there, and then we went to, a, to like, Alley Cash in my apartment, and then we played a game there. It was just, like, really funny, and, like, w- one of the games was, like, how well do you know your roommate, and, like, and stuff, <laughs> and stuff like that, but um, it got, we're all, obviously, runners, so we're, we got, like, very competitive, and there was, like, a point system and everything,
0: <laughs> like, oh shoot. Who won?
1: Was, I
0: don't even remember.
1: I think Ali Ali Cash and I were doing the like how well do you know your roommate? And the question was like what's Nikki's middle name? And Allie didn't get it. And I remember being like genuinely pissed at her for like a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that could cause some drama. Like, <laughs> if people don't really know the roommate, like, yeah,
1: like I like, okay, I guess they thought we were friends, but Yeah. <laughs> it's like those marriage you know those like you play before like at like a bachelorette party or something oh my gosh
0: don't even like that would make me so nervous I would get something wrong I'm not good at those things like I take friendship quizzes or whatever and I'm like I'm sorry I swear I'm your friend I just don't know anything about you it's fine
1: right but I think that was like my favorite part just like getting to just like being friends with your teammates and like it just like you know, the not even, like, on the track or, like, whatever, just, like, bonding with your teammates just because you have so much in common of, like, being a student athlete and, like, living together and
0: all that. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's just, like, an experience that you don't even have post-college like, ever. Like, when no. are you going to live across the way from, like, all of your best friends right. all in the same apartment complex? Like, it's just such an unreal experience. And I would say, like, same for me. A lot of my favorite memories from college are not even running-related,
1: yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> Even though everyone's a runner, it's just like not everything. Like, I don't know. All the interesting things happen outside the track. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, but one thing I remember is um, our iconic warm-up periods that we had, um, where <laughs> we would run around campus. I would say you and I were probably one of the most annoying people on the team. Like, oh, not, we were together. Hated us. <laughs> we were so loud, so loud together. And um, we would go on our warm ups. And when we, yeah. it would, our practice would be at like 2 p.m. and everyone would be getting out of class when we, when we were warming up. Yeah. And <laughs> we hit this one place where there were so many students and we were all just running like single file in a line on our warm up back to the track. And Nikki, <laughs> Nikki and I were so annoying. We love to embarrass our teammates. We would just go, How will we start it again? Do you remember? I would be like, I think they want to (laughs) know. And you're like, they
1: want to know. And then it's like (laughs) freaking commercials for like, what was it? Frosted Flakes. Or it's like, so then Yeah,
0: some weird chant.
1: Everywhere we go. And then Emma would say back, Everywhere
0: Everywhere we go. People want to know. People want (laughs) to (laughs) know. And we would just keep, we would do that like so loud and our teammates would dart into the bushes.
1: Because picture us chanting that while we're running in a group, like, you know, like military style.
0: (laughs) In front of all of the normal college students. Like everyone was so confused and everyone on our team was so embarrassed.
1: And people would dart in different directions, like I'm not associated with this and like
0: people would like dive in bushes to like it wasn't even that embarrassing looking back like who cares yeah we didn't care yeah exactly but I would say that especially my freshman year was some of the best times just doing that on the warm-up or any like the travel meets we went on just goofing around um but then you ended up leaving transferring to Arkansas I was very sad about that lost a good friend um But tell me about, like, the transfer process. How did you decide to go to Arkansas? It's very different than Oregon.
1: Yes, very different. Um, The transfer process was uh, pretty rough. I mean, I – you only have, like, a summer to basically get all your stuff together. Like, uh, you – so I – really had a short amount of window to decide like where I wanted to go once I decided to leave and um I was deciding between Oklahoma State and Arkansas because I couldn't transfer in conference so I couldn't go to another Pac-12 school and um I decided to Arkansas because like my favorite part about Oregon was the like the really good track team like I loved that you know going into like a conference and like you know you're trying to win the the conference title and then at the national stage like everyone matters because and every point matters because you're you know you're trying to win a national title and so I think I just really there was a piece of me that wanted to go to a smaller school like Oklahoma State and kind of you know be more selfish and I guess like focus on myself and my running but I just knew that like in order for me to run well it's like I need to do it for more than just myself and so that's ultimately why I picked Arkansas was just like, okay, Oregon was a really good track school. And like at the time, Oregon and Arkansas were like the top two, you know, track schools. Like yeah. two duking it out for the national titles. So it was a pretty easy decision once I decided like I wanted another good track school. And then from there I moved. And yeah, I was definitely, I would say I got a little culture shock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> being from California, and then going to Eugene, Oregon, and then all of a sudden, I'm in, I'm 21 years old, and I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) I think it was really, I was there for three years, and it was really, I think, cool to experience, like, just a completely different part of our country, and, like, uh, just the different culture, and, like, people there, like, I never would have met or experienced um, had I not gone, and, um, Yeah, I think it gave me a lot of perspective, and now I live back in San Diego, back in California, and it's just like, it it's almost, it almost like it made me appreciate the ocean more because I was like away from it for so long, and like, or just appreciate like, uh, yeah, I guess like I just understand more about the way our country works. If that makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah, you just yeah, you're just more cultured. I guess I'm more cultured. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What would you say is like the biggest difference between the two schools or like the two programs? Cause they're both, as you said, like really, really high level uh, division one programs that are competing for conference and national titles every single year. What was the biggest difference in your eyes? Um, I
1: mean, I think what was huge was that the head coach at at both like Robert Johnson was the head coach at Oregon. and He was the uh, sprints coach. And then the head coach at Arkansas was Lance Harder, who was my coach, He was the distance coach. And so just seeing how that, they just really went about, they're both obviously very successful programs, but the way they went about recruiting different people in different events was very interesting to me. I feel like at Oregon, it was very like, okay, we're going to recruit everyone across like all events. And then at Arkansas was like, okay, we're actually going to go pretty much really heavily on the distance girls and like recruiting them. And then we're also going to get a, bunch of the best pole authors in the country so it's like we were really deep in like specific events whereas like Oregon was kind of like spread it um across all events so I feel like that was a big difference but um also just like the culture on the team you know you get a lot of the girls at Arkansas were from the south and like kind of like southern bells and just like super nice and like (laughs) just like you southern bell yeah just like me (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's, like, you know, then you have that, like, Texas culture that's, like, very welcoming and open and kind, and then, not that, like, people weren't kind at Oregon, but,
0: like, <laughs> yeah, we're all really rude, and yeah, me.
1: at Oregon, you had the, like, you know, you and me, very chill, laid back, like, yeah, whatever, brah, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so stereotypical,
1: yeah, whatever,
0: brah, surf's yeah. up, dude, <laughs> yeah,
1: but, so, just, like, the cultures, I can't even compare them, because they're just so different, but, um, yeah I don't know I feel like those are two big differences <laughs>
0: yeah I feel like it's really hard to find a school that has really like every single event is really good usually most big yeah. programs have very like your like Arkansas It it's very selective about who they're recruiting for for specific events it's yeah. just hard to get like a really deep field at in each event at like one school it just yeah. doesn't really happen I guess right, right. Um, which is kind of I feel like no one really talks about that, or it's not really a well known thing, but yeah. I feel like that happens a lot. Um and then I mean, I've obviously been following your running career for a while and you were doing well at Oregon, but I feel like at Arkansas is where it really took off and you kind of like proved your potential. Like I remember yeah. I mean, at Oregon I would be racing with you and like we would be duking it out and I was like, Wow, I'm racing with Nikki Hiltz and then you <laughs> and then you went to Arkansas. And you just kind of took off. And then you ended up getting second at NCAAs. Was it one or two times? I was runner-up
1: twice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, like, what was the change, I guess? Or what do you think helped develop you into that next-level athlete?
1: Yeah, I think I just – so I spent two years at Oregon, and then 2016 was my first year at Arkansas. So uh, it was my third year of college, and that was actually my worst – probably like worst year of my entire career and it was an Olympic year and I made it to regionals but didn't make it out of regionals whereas the year before I'd you know placed and scored at nationals and I was like I just remember after that being like did I just make like a huge mistake like should I not have transferred schools like you know was I a better runner at Oregon than I will ever be here and it was just very like kind of a dark period in my running career. And I, and it was also an Olympic year. So it just kind of everything was heightened. I feel like I was like, how am I ever going to make an Olympic team if I can't even like make it out of regionals, you know? Um, and then I think just like, but I really just needed to be patient because the next year, like 2017, that's like when everything took off. Like I, I think it was just like, I needed a year, my body needed a year to like adjust to the training. and then from there, it was just, like, I mean, 2017 was, there was also a lot of things at play, like, I also came out of the closet, and was, like, getting more and more comfortable, just, like, loving myself, and, like, being, you know, just, like, there was just a lot of things that I needed to go through in order to, I guess, thrive at the next level, and I kind of took my first three years of college to, like, mull through all that and then my last two years 2017 and 2018 was really like because I went through that I could like thrive um and yeah I mean I think I I guess that's my answer (laughs) just patience patience yeah for sure and like uh it's not it's not always linear your path like I was I was really good in high school like I won the state meet I ran 442 and then you know in college like it took me 3 years of college to kind of get back to where i was um and then and then there, and then run faster from there so yeah i think just patience and like i think a big part of it too was like uh in 2016 i was like how am i ever going to make you know i can't even make the trials like how am i ever going to make the olympic team and it was just like kind of reminding myself like okay your your journey doesn't end here like this isn't your story like your story keeps going and I don't know I think when you whenever you go through struggle or hardships or injury it's like it just makes you stronger and it would be so boring if it was all linear and mundane you know
0: yeah (laughs) and that like that's rarely happens to people you see people at the top like how many people are competing every single season and like winning or getting top five NCAAs every single season it doesn't from start of college to end of college that doesn't really happen right so I mean each their own journey each their own journey yes um so getting through those like hard times that rough period in 2016 what would you say is like the biggest thing that helped you push through because I feel like mentally that can be just be really defeating um just not being where you want to be and even kind of taking a step back from the year before what helped get you past that like plateau um
1: I think I just realized like okay, why am I so upset that I'm not thriving? And it's like, oh, it's because I I really love this sport. And, like, I really want to do this. And I really, you know, I've poured so much of myself in my life and, like, sacrificed so much for it that it's, like, it just kind of put it in all under perspective of, like, Oh, I actually really care about this. That's why I, I'm so upset right now, you know. It's like yeah. anytime you get injured, you're like you're upset and it's like why am I upset? Oh, because I care. Okay, wait, that's a good thing, you know. So just yeah. like I guess it just like really reaffirmed that like I want to do this even in the lows, you know, because like I know how special like the highs are. Um and yeah, it makes the highs sweeter when you've been through the lows, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I feel like any any athlete can kind of touch on that a little bit. Um, what kind of bouncing off of that, what has been your lowest low and your highest high with running? Um,
1: lowest low, I think was, gosh, I don't know. I, I feel like it was 2016. Like that was that weird year at regionals where there was, um, he was in Kansas and that storm oh, yeah. that put, all of a sudden went straight from a prelim to a final you know and it was just like yeah. top four make it and I just remember like with 200 to go I was like in fifth and like I then I like took the lead and I just knew it was like too soon and then I just like remember this whole straight away like one person passed me two people passed me and then I was like okay as long as one more person doesn't pass you like you'll make it and then just like right at the line, like, two people got me, and it was just, like, dang, like, and I always kind of had pride in myself that I had a good kick, um, and it was just, like, I just got outkicked by five people and, like, missed, missed nationals by, like, a spot, and it was just, like, very upsetting, and, yeah, (laughs) like, I was just, like, what is, like, who, I didn't even recognize myself as, like, the athlete I once was, um, yeah, and then kind of, I guess my highest high would be like when I did have a really good kick, and it was this past year at um, USA. It's just like that last two hundred, like finding a way to get third, and then like out kicking pe- out kicking two people. Like I was the one out kicking people to get that spot, and so um, yeah, that was really special to like cross the line in third and then qualify for the world team. That was, I don't, yeah, that was.
0: That was definitely a high. <laughs> Very much a high. <laughs> that was insane. I mean, I was there watching, obviously. I think a lot of people probably saw all the YouTube videos from it, but uh-huh. <laughs> that was probably one of the coolest things I've witnessed, just because, I don't know, you're one of my really good friends. So, yeah. seeing <laughs> you succeed, especially on that level and being like a rookie, I guess, on the professional scene, Yeah, it was just really, I think it was really inspiring and it just kind of showed like the next generation, I guess, of um, middle distance athletes for the U.S. and you're definitely like a part of it. So, oh, so that cute. was da- <laughs> that was really inspiring for me to watch um, as well. So I guess um, kind of talking about your pro career, why did you choose to go to San Diego and um, also sign with Adidas?
1: Yeah, so that was kind of another stressful process, kind of similar to the transfer one. It was, um, you know, when you're coming out of college, you only have these like two short weeks before after ncaa's and then before usa's and so i signed with an agent basically i finished ncaa's i got second to jess hole um and then that night or the next morning i signed a contract with my agent howie kaflewski and basically from then i had two weeks to figure out what i wanted to do um and yeah, I was deciding between a few places, but ultimately I just wanted, I got, I had one phone call with this guy named Terrence, who's my coach now. And it was just like, I, that's all I needed. Like one phone call. And I was like, yep, I want to work with you. Like, I want you to coach me. Um, And he's like, okay, cool. Like I'm starting a group in San Diego. I was like, perfect. Let's do
0: it. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. Sign me up. Yeah. And he's
1: like an Adidas is, uh, you know, I'm kind of associated with them. So you would, you know join them, and be sponsored by them, and I was like, yep, <laughs> like, you just kind of checked okay. all the boxes, um, and yeah, um, and then, basically, at USA's, uh, I didn't get to run in the kit, because I, you know, Adidas is very, they're very cautious, and they're like, you've been running a Nike, you know, your whole college career, like, why would we throw you in a pair of Adidas shoes when it's the 1500 final at USA's, like, You know, they're very, like, so I wore my Arkansas uniform one last time at USAIDs, and then the next day signed with Adidas, so, um, yeah, it was, it all kind of fell into place, and I, um, I'm really, I really think I made the right choice, I, I love it here, and I love, I love the brand, um, they've done, they just, like, work really, their, their whole thing is, like, they're the creator brand, and, um, I don't know, they've just really fostered like allowed me to be creative and like um just have supported me the whole way and um yeah, I hope it's just like a really long partnership cuz I love I love working with them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you're a really creative person, so I feel like <laughs> you need a brand that can like <laughs> tailor to that. Right, right. <laughs> um how have you liked pro running so far? Like what what are some good things about it? What are some bad things about it? That's a good
1: question. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I mean, I feel like people talk, kind of talk about it, but yeah. get into the nitty gritty.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, there's so many. It's so different. Like you think it's the same. It's kind of like, you know, from high school to college, you you think you know what college is going to be about. And then you're yeah. like, yeah. And then you don't. You get there and yeah. you're like, cool is this?" <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: And I think that's the same thing with professional running. I was like, "Oh, I know what this is about." You know, you just wake up and go for a run, and
0: <laughs> yeah, just without the school. It's college without the school.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which that's essentially what it is. But um, the workload is just like we lift twice a week, um, we work out twice a week, and then we have a long run on Sunday. And it's just like basically three days a week, you're just giving, like, you're just, like, giving and giving, and, like, so much of your, I'm just so tired, like, all the time, <laughs> but then the next four days of the week, I I basically get to chill, and let my body recover, and um, that's kind of when I get to be creative, and, and do the things that I love outside of running, but that was really hard to, I feel like now I'm finally, well, I'm two years in, and I'm finally, like, okay, this is what I want to do when I'm not running, and especially with this um, this virus right now, it's just kind of like this, okay, this is what my life is going to be like when I'm done running or or whatever, and, it, and I really, like, love it, and um, not that I love running, too.
0: But, um, yeah, but you need a balance. You need something right. else, too, you know? Yeah.
1: So, I would say it kind of took me a while to find my balance, but now I have it, and, uh, yeah, I'm living for it.
0: yeah you're definitely starting to become like more entrepreneurial vibes I feel like I'm just trying to catch up to you (laughs) oh my gosh don't flatter me
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I'm serious it's just like it's really cool I mean like I love how open and honest you are about like you're like I'm just figuring it out and you're
0: like and I you're like I've moved so many times (laughs) and you're like (laughs) We always joke about that. Yes, I move (laughs) all the time because you just need to like test things out and see what you like.
1: But I think it's it's really important. As you know, we're we're both in our early twenties. It's like it's important for people to see that like we're all just trying to figure it out. And like we don't, I don't have a clear cut plan. Like I'm just going day to day. And like yeah, I have goals and aspirations, but like I don't know. Like those could change. And like I don't know. It's really I think it's really cool, admirable what you do, Emma with your platform
0: oh my gosh wow you're (laughs) wow you're too kind and I'm supposed to be asking you questions and you're you're flattering (laughs) me (laughs) um so if you if you weren't a pro runner what do you think that you would be doing with your life right now Uh, um
1: honestly if I didn't have running I feel like I wouldn't have gone to college. Like I feel like I would have just been like a beach bum that like went to community college maybe and like surfed on the beach. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like Running gave me like an education and then it like gave me like more of a purpose. And um, so I feel like, I feel like my, no matter what I do, it's It's going to be in and around running just because I am so passionate about it. I do love this world and this community and I just want to I just want to like make the, the sport kind of like leave it better than I found it and um so like right now I am really I'm kind of like I guess I'm like a like race director like that's really dramatic I guess
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are you are though right like am I so yeah.
1: I, I would love to like put on put on races and um you know just see people come together and like uh it, it's so funny because races are like one day it's like a, you you work all year round for just this like one day but um I don't know I really love it and um I think yeah I think I would be like a race director put on like a yeah. big race somewhere cool
0: <laughs> well I feel like you're already on your way with the side yeah. of professional running Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I guess kind of like touch on your current projects I mean you're doing a lot of cool things how did you come up with the idea of... I mean, you guys like had this huge rebrand for Golden Coast Track Club. Mm -hmm. You guys are selling merch. And now you just started this Pride 5K um, that's going to be happening in June with training plans. um, And just kind of like a really inspiring journey for a bunch of people, like thousands of people have signed up. Right? Um, right. How did that kind of come about? I guess all of it, like the huge rebrand and then... You just have so many ideas right now.
1: No, yeah. So we basically we had the name, the mission athletics club. And we're like, um, we don't really identify with that. Like that doesn't really, basically we're, we're this like very, we are a professional running group and we're in San Diego, California, but we're all very like chill people. Like that's kind of like the vibe and culture we've created. And we're just like, I feel like our name doesn't really represent that. So we kind of, the athletes had this idea to, to rebrand ourselves and, um, you know, really like, take it and run with it no pun intended but
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was a really good one
1: yeah thanks um so we rebranded to golden coast track club and that was kind of this whole fall we were all like working on that and what it was going to look like and we decided we really want to like create this community here in san diego uh like not like we are a professional track group but we want to like extend it to like a track club like a whole community of runners and um it's kind of hard because we haven't had a community run yet just because of the virus. But, um, we, we, I feel like we are building a community online and then once we can meet, it'll be like, that's like our main goal. I think though, is to just create this like, you know, running community. And then, um, we also want to like, yeah, we had, we have merch, we have like training plans. And, uh, my whole thing was like, I, I've always wanted to like find a way to bridge like my two communities together, like the LGBTQ one and my running community. And so I was like, we just kind of were like, why don't we just put on like a virtual race, you know, like, and I've also always wanted to put on a race and um, just cause right now we're like, wait, that could actually work. And so, you know, we just started like brainstorming I was like, well, I really want to do it for like the Traver Project, which is this like leading organization in, basically like giving tools to to LGBTQ youth who are suicidal and um I don't know that's just like really close to my heart and I I just wanted to find a way to give back to them so I was like okay let's do it all proceeds go to the Trevor Project like and like let's just see how this goes you know and um, yeah we kind of we really threw it together like pretty last minute and I (laughs) feel feel like people can tell that now which is like registration closed registration open again it's just kind of spastic but like um I don't know it was very last minute but and I I was like had no idea if this was gonna blow up if this was gonna be like a flop like whatever and it just has kind of just kept growing and like gaining momentum and like we eventually like Sold out of shirts that we could sell, so we had to stop registration, and it like made me really sad because I was like, "Well, okay, like I guess we did have a limit
0: as to what we were, could do." Um, yeah, you just never expected it. It's it's yeah. hard when you are doing something for the first time; you have no clue how it's yeah. gonna do exactly. So now
1: we've reopened registration, and basically you can still register and be a part of it and get the training plan and run with us, and then on the day race the the five k. Um, but you just don't get a shirt now. Um, just literally because logistically, that's just like impossible. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, it's really cool to see the thousands of people. Um, I feel like I it's hard during this quarantine, sometimes to be motivated to get out the door and run. But it's like seeing all these people who are posting on their story or like doing posts that it's like, I've never ran five miles before. And I just ran five and a half, and it's just like, okay, wow! Like, if you if this random person in like Iowa can do that, like I can get out the door and go for my six mile run, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's very, it has been really inspirational, like, for me, and uh, I think a lot of my other teammates. Um, and so, yeah, it is really exciting, and and it's really fulfilling, I would say, to see. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it's inspiration for everyone, like in the running community, just kind of seeing what you're doing and um, just giving back and again, like all of these people signing up that aren't even running. Like I think it's inspirational to everyone. Yes. It's inspirational to you guys and your teammates, but I think you like reposting that and just kind of sharing with the world. Um, and even sharing like that, that you weren't expecting like this many people to sign up or that it's like your first time doing this. So you say like people are noticing that, you threw it together last minute, but I don't think anyone really notices. And if they do, like they still really appreciate <laughs> obviously everything that you put together and it's really inspiring to the entire running community. Yeah, well thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now now you're gassing me up. <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways. <laughs> so you've you've started to reach a different audience, you talked about. Um one that I've noticed has been TikTok, you know? <laughs> we're we're a little bit older for the platform, I would say, but um, I'm an avid user of TikTok and you've kind of been getting on there um, and you have gone viral I will say you have some great TikToks you are an amazing TikToker what what is your TikTok inspiration like why why do you make TikTok videos
1: oh my god how are you so
0: good <laughs> so good I, I cannot with TikTok what
1: okay I got TikTok and I was like what is this and I was asking you about it. I was like, Emma, what is this? Like, when we were in Dude, new. Dude, I barely know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you're giving me a tutorial. I was like, I don't get it. And eventually I was like, okay, fine. And I feel like it's like quarantine made me do it. I was like, all right, let's see what this is all about. And it's just like this entire community of like, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are where like my fellow queer people are. And it's just like this whole community of um, all these amazing like queer people. And um, I'm just thriving and I just literally just having fun with it and i feel like you can really show off more of your personality for at least for me like on tiktok versus like instagram or
0: oh a hundred percent tiktok yeah. is way better at doing that instagram is like you see a still picture you're like i don't know who this is yeah, but I can't TikTok to- yeah <laughs> yeah tiktok there's like voiceovers you can just film yourself you can pretty much do anything on there it's just yeah. a small mini mini version of youtube in my opinion
1: yeah exactly so I feel like I got on there, I was like, Oh, I could do like some running stuff on here and I, I think I made one running video and then I was like, No, this is this is for the gays. Like I'm just
0: <laughs> Okay, but your running video still went viral, so right, right,
1: right, right. I use my clout to go viral and then I just <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm a professional runner, but that's not what I'm gonna talk about on here.
1: <laughs> that's not we're not gonna touch on that at all. I'm just gonna do <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do voiceovers and weird
0: I'll never it. talk about it again. <laughs>
1: Exactly, uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's been really cool, and I think that's where it kind of happened at the same time. Like, I feel like I was going viral on TikTok, and then I like launched this race, and so that's why so many people that are doing this race are like, they're like, I don't run; I'm just doing this because, like, <laughs> like there's this I see thing. you on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, there's this one girl that's like, I'm running because a hot lesbian told me to. <laughs> <laughs> it just like kills me it's so funny but i i love i love the my friends i've made um through that app and um i love that they're just like willing to do this 5k and train for it it's it's just like so inspirational like i said but um yeah i feel like i really just thrive on tiktok it TikTok it's <laughs> made for me
0: <laughs> i agree with that statement um yeah well we're we're reaching the end of the podcast but my last two questions i have for you um, or if you could leave one mark in the world, like, what would you want it to be? It doesn't even have to be the running world, just the world itself.
1: Um, <laughs> geez, hard hanging okay.
0: questions. I know, really big question. We, we need to inspire.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Uh. I feel like I'm really big on, like, positivity and, like, finding the, finding the good even in the bad, and, um, that... I don't know everyone's going through something whether it's you whatever it is and I feel like if you can just show love as much as possible and happiness and yeah just spread love um then at the end of the day if you can make like one person smile like you've you've done your job and um yeah I feel like that's kind of what I would want the message I would want the world to know
0: (laughs) for sure for sure um and then do you have like a life motto that you live by it's kind of like a similar question but any sort of like quote or anything that inspires you
1: oh I have a lot um I feel like right now it like anything is possible you know like I feel like that was my last year when I think about the success that I kept having. It was just like, okay, like don't don't limit yourself. Like I mean, someone asked me the other day, like what do you want to what do you want like what do you time wise? Like what goals do you have like time wise? And I was like, I really don't wanna like say because I don't want to put a limit on it. You know? Like obviously my PRs right now are like four oh one and two oh one and it's like yeah, okay, I wanna break two and I wanna break four but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like any specific number because I because anything is possible and like I don't want to put a limit on it um, yeah for sure and that's anything in life not just running it's like kind of with this 5k it's like oh how many people are gonna sign up it's like I don't know let's just like not even limit it
0: you know like yeah exactly or whatever so
1: yeah I feel like right now that's kind of my my motto in life anything is
0: possible nice well I know you inspire many and you will continue to, um, mm-hmm. running and beyond. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. It was yes. a really fun time. It's Always nice chatting with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, um, I got cold brew and I chugged it all within the first,
0: like, before this even started. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That's the kind of inspiration we all need today. <laughs> yes. yes. Are you drinking cold brew? No, I'm not. I mean, it's kind of late. I, 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 know I'm a liar. Okay, this isn't the over cold brew. You're gonna, you're
1: gonna cut this part out. I mean, you're lying. This isn't conversations over cold brew.
0: <laughs> okay, it's past my cold brew time. Okay, I limit myself four p.m.'s. the the last the last hour I will do
1: okay. cold brew. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, now um, I'm we're be up all night for nothing
0: yeah sorry i'm kidding i'm kidding no this is really
1: fun thanks so much for having me i'm, I'm really excited i love i love podcasts so i'm really excited that you have one um
0: yay okay good um where can people find you like where do you want to be followed at
1: tiktok baby
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's your at do you know
1: i think it's nikki underscore hilts uh and then i think instagram's just nikki hilts and then I don't know. I have a YouTube channel, but that's just kind of not really a thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll follow her on there anyways, because yeah, maybe yeah. an episode will come out sometime. Maybe. <laughs> if you're you lucky, we'll a video. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, fellas. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Combos Over Cold Brew. If you guys like the podcast, I would really, really appreciate it if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you would rate and review the podcast. That helps me out a lot. Also, I have an Instagram now for this podcast. It's just at Combos Over cold brew Pod on Instagram. So go check that out. Show some support. Thank you guys again. I hope you enjoyed this super fun conversation with Nikki. And I will hear from you guys in the next one. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine. But he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.